0: Okie dokie. At our Bible study group through the week, we did a study on the passage on John chapter 15, the vine and the branches. You saw me disappear, I just went out and got a vine and some branches. We'll use this later. demonstrate. Thanks, Dales. So in Hampton Court near London, there is a grapevine under glass and it's about a thousand years old. It has one root which is at least two feet thick and some of the branches are 200 feet long. Because of skillful cutting and pruning, the vine produces several tonnes of grapes each year. And even though some of the smaller branches are 200 feet from the main stem, they bear much fruit because they are joined to the vine and allow the life of the vine to flow through to the branches. He's a vine, where the branches. And when we need pruning, the goal is always more fruit. Let's read John 15, 1 to 8. Let me see. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that has been thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burn. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish. it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory. That you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples. Wow. Thank you, Dennis. That is a very, very nice piece of scripture. Jesus said, I and the vine, you are the branches of a man remain in me and women. Okay? A lot of the times in the Bible where it says man, it's actually referring to mankind. So, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. So, God is the gardener, and Jesus is the vine, and believers are the branches. And branches display or bear fruit. The whole point of this statement is to show that the gardener desires fruit. Is that what we do when we I was in the garden yesterday actually. Did a bit of gardening for Helen. I was in Helen's garden. Pulling out some weeds and while she's busy doing something else. God is a gardener. I love this. I love this analogy. The Father is a gardener who cultivates and protects the vine. That's cool. Part of cultivating the vine is to provide good nutrients. There, yeah. yeah, checking for growth. Hmm, looks a bit. This one looks a bit average, doesn't it? It's got like brown spots on the leaves, but we don't have a church gardener. So it just grows by itself. It grows wild. It produces fruit a bit. They're not too bad. They're a little on the bitter side. But it could do with some cultivation. Dig around it. Stick a bit of, I don't know, a bit of mulch, a bit of horse manure or something, you know. Boom. Anyway, where are we up to? Also part of cultivation is to prune or cut back. Cutting out the dead wood. These bits here, mm. dead wood, rubbish. Give it the chop. Got dead wood in your life folks? Don't see any hands. We must be awesome Christians. Okay. Woo <laughs> Okay. No, it's all right. It was a very much a rhetorical question, and um, that's cool. That's cool. No one plants a vine for beauty. The object of planting a vine is to enjoy the fruit. So, who is it that enjoys the fruit? Question. The gardener. Eh? You plant a vine, you're the gardener. You plant a vine, the thing grows up a pole and across the back of the veranda or somewhere, you get it out of the gutter and tie it down and the grapes come. Who enjoys the fruit? It's the gardener. Birds. Forget the birds. No birds in this story. <laughs> no birds in this story. This is not the 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 mustard seed tree. <laughs> but that's true. The birds do enjoy the fruit. But it's the gardener that enjoys what he's what he's done. So. Remember how it works. The Father is the gardener, Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches producing fruit. Every single person in the world is a fruit producer. Whether it be we produce good fruit or bad fruit, we produce fruit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Matthew 7:18 to 20 says a good fruit cannot bear sorry a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit this suggests that the tree can change from good to bad or from bad to good so people must be careful to place their trust in the true vine. Jesus. Okay. You want to put your trust in a different God? A wooden God? A stone God? A mental God that's in here somewhere where we're all God. Everybody's God. Or the tree's God and we go and hug a tree. No. God. The gardener, Jesus, the vine. Put your trust in Jesus. Because this is really a very simple equation. Uh, a very simple equation. Let me see. We put our trust in Jesus, and it's gone. My simple equation is gone. Might come back to me. Alrighty. So, people must be careful to place their trust in the true vine, Jesus. Don't put your trust in the wrong vine. Anything that takes the place of Jesus just doesn't cut the mustard. So, Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Got a chainsaw over your Matt? Yes. you know how to use it well? I uh, know pretty well, yes. Use it to cut down. Oh yeah, I'll cut down. Yep. The ones that don't bear any fruit? Yes. You cut them smaller pieces and throw them in the fire? It's what God does to us if you don't bear good fruit. Thus by f- their fruit you'll recognise them. John fifteen two says he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will e- be even more fruitful. What could be a branch that bears bad fruit? Fear. Fear. Yeah. Sickness. Sickness. Sin. Sin covers it all, doesn't it? So be prepared to get the chop if you've got any of those areas in your life. We will be recognised by our fruit. In other words, actions speak louder than words. The gardener will continually check our fruit. God will prune his branches. Us, accordingly. And with bad fruit, the branch gets the chop. Gets the chop. So, we're not talking about the fruit of the Spirit, right, directly. I'm thinking more of the fruitfulness of our lives and the fruitfulness of our ministry. That's what this passage is talking about. But don't get me wrong, there's certainly a place in our life for Galatians 5.22 in the following verses. As believers in Christ, we must display uh, Christ-like attitudes with our everyday life. What is a Christ-like attitude? Read the Gospels. Tomorrow, Matthew, Tuesday, Mark, Wednesday. Luke, Thursday, John, you'll understand what Christ-likeness is. It's easy. These attitudes will be the fruitfulness that people will know us by. Fruitfulness is the result of the son's life being reproduced in a disciple. That's interesting, isn't it? Fruitfulness is the result of the son's life being reproduced in a disciple. The disciples' part is to remain. John calls for Christians to remain in verse 4. Sometimes displaying a cross-like attitude can be tricky in certain situations, but we must push through. What does push stand for? Pray Pray until something happens. Are we going to give up praying? No, just keep praying until something happens. Push through. Better to be pruned, folks, than to get the chop. Oh, yeah. At all costs, at all costs, we must remain in Christ. This word remain, it's a key word in John's gospel. It actually occurs 11 times in Chapter fifteen. Forty times in the entire Gospel of John, and twenty-seven times in John's epistles. But what does it mean to remain? It can mean a few things. To accept Jesus as our Saviour. It can also mean loving obedience. John fifteen, nine and ten says, without faith. Uh, no life of God will come to anyone without the life of God no real fruit can be produced Jesus said neither can you bear fruit unless you remain remain in me stay don't leave you know remain remaining in Christ means dedicated and persistent prayer life that's what we need Read the Bible with a view of getting a revelation. Christine told us about that a couple of weeks ago. Was it last week or the week before? I can't remember. A couple of weeks ago. About how she was looking for words, picking out these key words in the scripture. She's getting revelations. Wow good we need to get revelations from scripture I can't live I can't minister I've got to get revelations like maybe not every day but every week I've got to get a revelation from God I have to how can I be a pastor without hearing from God doesn't work, you can't do it on your own wouldn't even try remain in Jesus and bear much fruit effective prayer is based on faith in Christ on his words remaining in believers Christ's words condition a believer's mind so that their prayers will conform to the Father's will so our prayers must conform to the Father's will it said at the end of that passage whatever you pray for Will be given to you. Ha ha! But your prayer must conform to the Father's will. Rolls Royce, please! Sorry, it's not my will. <laughs> okay. Children all saved, that's His will. Sorry? I want my children all saved, and that's His will. Children all saved. Amen to that. Amen. Family salvations. Effective prayer is based in, on faith in Christ and his words remaining in believers. Christ's words condition a believer's mind so that prayers comfort, conform to the Father's will. Send your prayer in accord with God's will, and the results are certain it will be given to you. That's a quote from 1 John five fourteen and 15. Fulfilled prayers bring glory to the Father because... Like Jesus, his disciples are doing the Heavenly Father's will. What's the Lord's Prayer say? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. So his kingdom has come, hasn't it? When Jesus ascended, I guess, and the will of the Father to be done on earth mm-hmm. how, how does God do his will on earth how does that happen so yes. we, we, we and love mm-hmm. that's it, it's, it the love of God. so we need to get the revelation of scripture yeah. bit of a quiet nudge from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. come on Stu mm-hmm. you got the revelation have a go Step out, it's okay. We're with you. you well, I, don't, I'm, I, don't feel, I don't quite feel ready. No, no, it's all right. You've got the gift. Unwrap it and use it. Yeah. Come on, lad. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool, folks, when you step out into a tough area and you feel a bit shaky, and then you get a result. Oh, how good is it? How good is it when Jesus says, or you get a word from the Father, or, you know, it can be through the Scriptures or through the prophet or whatever, and then you go and do that thing, and you get the result. You go, wow. Wow. So what do we wish will be given to you? Does this mean that God will give us anything at all? No. It means that believers must remain in Christ and Christ's words remain in them. And we will only ask for what is the Father's will. There are two kinds of fruit displayed here. The fruit of the Spirit and the fruit of your ministry. The fruit of the Spirit is self-explanatory. Regulations 5.22, as I said before. But what is the fruit of your ministry? What is the fruit of your ministry? What is your ministry? So you've got to have a ministry first. I know what yours is. What's, mine? What's my ministry? You just want to love everybody and get them saved, and your family, and your yes. kids, your yes. grandkids. Yes. And you work hard at that. And you sow seeds into their life. And it can only be a good thing. And you pray for them. I know you've told me you pray for them. It's a ministry. That's a ministry. Before we had Christ, we had a different life. After we received Christ, we have a ministry. Our life. And our ministry become intertwined. Okay. No matter what you're doing for Christ, if you are a baby Christian or a seasoned Christian, you produce fruit for others to see. You produce fruit for others to see. And we will be known by our fruit. So what kind of a lifestyle... Are you displaying for others to see? That's the question. Is it good? Do you show others that you have addictions? Do you show others that swear words come out of your mouth occasionally? What do people see? Do you show others that you go down a pub and get drunk? And you hear them Sunday. I hope that's not the case. But do you know what I mean? We will be known by our fruit. You display bad fruit, people go, what a wowser. Calls himself a Christian, he does this and that. We judge on our fruitfulness and the type of fruit we display. Take full, take the fruit challenge today. You know what the fruit challenge is? Take the fruit challenge today and see what you display in your everyday life. And when the gardener comes with his spiritual shears, make sure that you're pruned and not cut off. God is the gardener. God is the gardener. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. It's not fruit season. Not for this vine. The vine goes through seasons. Goes through seasons to bear fruit. It doesn't bear fruit all year round. It dies off in winter. That's why the leaves are looking rubbish. It goes dormant for a while. And what happens? It gets ready, doesn't it? For springtime. The buds come, turn to grapes. We see the fruit. And our life is a bit like that. Our life goes through seasons. We go through times when we're a bit dormant, where we're resting. We're soaking up soaking up the nutrients, folks. We might be doing some studies. Might be preparing the mind and the heart for a future ministry. People don't see much happening in their lives. We've got the head down. got the notebook out. We've got the biro going. And then springtime comes. We're ready for action. We're prepared through that dormant time the fruit, we begin to minister and we begin to display the fruit. The gardener is happy. If you can put a smile on anyone's face, put a smile on God's face, how cool is it it to see God happy with you, with your life, with your progress? As I said before, we either produce good fruit or bad fruit. Remember, we must remain in Christ. Accept Jesus. Continue believing, loving obedience. Remain, bear fruit, and see your prayers answered. Let me wrap it up, folks. Humble, humble yourself before God right now. Ask Him to help you in every way with your Christian walk. Tell Jesus that your heart's desire is to produce good fruit. All the time. All the time. Always, folks, remain in Jesus, no matter what. Even if the devil comes and sits on his shoulder and says, Ha ha! Do this or that. Just tell him to take a hike. Tell him the power of Jesus is far greater than the power of sin. Don't let the devil have a field day with you. You know what temptation is? Disobedience to scripture. That's all the devil wants you to do. Disobey scripture. That's simple. He tried it with Jesus and he failed. If he comes to you and says, oh, do this or that or, you know, turn these stones to bread or, you know, whatever. Whatever just say, This is my book. It's not just in my mind, but it's in my heart. I'll not betray the Lord Jesus. The word became flesh. This is Jesus. It's his word. Don't betray it. Don't (laughs) Don't let the devil give you a sucker punch. Just tell him to take a hike. That guy's name Smith Wigglesworth wakes up in the middle of the night. Satan is at the foot of his bed in all his (laughs) Wigglesworth says, "Huh, only you (laughs) rub it over and went back to sleep. What's the fear? What is the fear? Who cares? We've got Jesus. Let's pray." Father, we thank you. You're the most awesome gardener, Lord. We know. We trust in you. You fertilise us with the word. You fertilise us with a, 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 from the prophet. You fertilise us, Lord, through vision and dream. Lord, that affects our heart and our mind and our life. Our fruitfulness in our ministry, in our discipleship and our passion for you, Lord. We're with you every day. Strengthen us, Lord, in our inner man, in our spirit. Fill us, Lord, each one of us anew with the Holy Ghost. That we'll be hearing from you, Lord. Every day About all sorts of ways Lord That you can see the fruitfulness Of our lives In Jesus name we pray Amen Amen Thanks for listening to this podcast By Wattle City Church If you google Wattle City Church you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook YouTube And a whole bunch of other platforms Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.